0: You are listening to an Ounce, Season 2, Episode 20, A Quiet World War II Hero. You are listening to an Ounce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews, so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. Jim was a tall, lanky young man, well-liked by everyone who knew him. Ever since he could remember, he wanted to fly. In his younger years, he spent endless hours in the basement of the family home, working on model airplanes, mechanical drawings, and chemistry, all with the aim of someday becoming a flyer. With his father's encouragement, he began to let go of his dreams of flying, and applied to Princeton. He was accepted and began his studies in 1928. He excelled in those studies and graduated from Princeton in 1932, and was awarded a scholarship for graduate studies for his accomplishments in architecture and his thesis on airport design. He declined the honor. Soon Jim was doing quite well in his chosen profession, and could afford flying lessons. He bought a plane, and Even flew at home to visit his parents, Elizabeth and Alexander, a few times. An intelligent man and aware of world affairs, Jim could see a war coming. He loved his country, and he wanted to contribute. And in November of 1940, he decided to enlist. He was rejected. He was too skinny. He gave it another try in February of 1941, and having a friend manning the scales, he met the weight requirement. Despite great protest from his contracted employer, Jim entered military service in March 1941 as a private in the United States Army Air Corps. On December 7th of that same year, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor and the United States entered World War II. By then, Jim was in his early 30s, too old for acceptance into the aviation cadet training program but he found a way. He submitted a request based on his college degree and previous pilot's training, and in January 1942, he received a commission as a flight officer, receiving his orders to Kirtland Air Base in New Mexico for training. Upon his graduation from the program, he was assigned to act as an instructor. He was happy to do his part, but really wanted to get into the action and not remain in the United States. Because of his highly publicized and public life, influential friends did everything they could to keep Jim out of harm's way, and the Army Air Corps brass did their best to accommodate these influencers. But Jim prevailed. He felt that disparate treatment of him because of his life outside the military was insulting. Insulting and unfair to him and to all those others like him who wanted to represent their country and make a real contribution to winning the war and he was finally assigned to a front-line position flying missions over germany as a flyer jim stood out as one of the best he was assigned to fly the b24 liberator as a leader he was exemplary and was promoted from private to colonel in just 4 years Jim flew over 20 missions as a command pilot over Germany during the Second World War. For his service, he was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross, the French Croix de Guerre with palm, and the Air Medal with three oak leaf clusters. This outstanding military flyer and officer seldom spoke of his military service or of his experiences in World War II. In fact, he gave his employers strict instruction never to use his rank or position in the military to promote their products or his work. Jim received many other awards and honors for his military service. After the war, he continued to serve in the Air Force Reserves, and in 1966, after 27 years of distinguished service, he retired as a brigadier general. His final flying mission was as an observer on a B-52 on a bombing run over North Vietnam during the Arc Light offensive in February 1966. Back in 1946, after the Second World War was over, Jim had a chance to get back into business in his civilian life. His first post-war effort was panned by the critics, and not very popular with the public. It never even made enough money to cover its original production costs. Jim nearly gave up. He thought maybe things had changed in him, and in the world, such that, he might be better suited to other work. But as the decades passed, the effort became a classic that has been enjoyed by many millions of people all over the world, a timeless standard of black and white cinema that is traditionally enjoyed over and over again around Christmas and New Year's holidays. The film, It's a Wonderful Life. The actor, Brigadier General James Maitland Stewart, who played George Bailey. Jimmy Stewart, one of the most well-known and well-loved actors of American cinema. His film career included well over 80 productions, covering a time span from the 1930s to the 1990s. His work included classics such as The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, North by Northwest, Harvey, Vertigo, and Rear Window, to name only a few. Awards including Oscars and a Presidential Medal of Freedom were awarded to Jimmy Stewart. His last film role was as the voice of Sheriff Wiley Burp in the animated movie An American Tale, Fievel Goes West. So, here's the ounce. In our day, there seems to be little of loyalty, honor, duty, of being committed to a cause bigger than oneself. There is so much of fighting for attention, for power and influence. It is rare to find someone who most especially in an industry that is all about getting your attention, chooses not to aggrandize themselves, who, in spite of all the attention they may receive, well-deserved or not, has the power of humility in their life. I'm sure that Jimmy Stewart is not a perfect person, but even in his imperfection, he has shown a great example of sticking to your principles, living a good and honorable life, and understanding there are a few things more important than yourself. Is it okay to be the best? To be great? To do good? Sure it is. But if you constantly have to call attention to it yourself, if you have to parade with it on a billboard, is it really that great? And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. I appreciate you for taking time to listen. And if you enjoy an ounce, share it with your friends. Got any ideas for stories you'd like to hear on this podcast? Share them with us at jim at an ounce, that's one word, an ounce, dot org jim at an ounce, dot org. On our next episode, we'll learn more about a famous poem by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that recounts a heroic episode of the American Revolutionary War, a poem that taught most of us a very inaccurate version of what really happened. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom, an ounce at a time. I want to fly. Oh, Jimmy. You know Jimmy Stewart. Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.